Hi and hello and welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Curley and as always I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Hello. Hello. Where in each episode in true RBR fashion we're bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the RBR.music radar, this episode is Weather Alive, the eighth studio album by English singer-songwriter Beth Orton, better known for her funkatronic and trip-hop sounds. Over to you, George. Okay, Weather Alive by Beth Orton. So as you pointed out, it's trip-hop and yeah. So when we were underage drinking, about 15 or six. I'm just going to set the scene here. When we were underage drinking about 15 or 16, about three years ago, we, <laughs> uh, not really. Um, yeah, there was a bar frequent that would play trip hop. So what year would it have been when we were 15, 16? Like 1999, 98? Uh, 98, 97, 98, yeah, okay. 99, that period, yeah. Um, so yeah, Britpop was in full swing and trip hop was pretty prominent. We lived in a very small um, seaside town, so there was no, well, no, there were clubs, I suppose, but um, there was no streaming services or anything like that, so you couldn't find music as easily as you can do now so when we first went to this bar underage drinking alcohol um they played trip-hop music and i absolutely loved it it was um really enjoyable uh, but i didn't know how where i could get my hands on it and i was too scared to ask the bar staff or the dj or whoever because I was underage and I might get thrown out and alcohol was more important to me at this point in time so yeah obviously because Spotify or any streaming services weren't around then so by and large um, I listened to different I didn't well yeah I, I forgot about trip hop really um, and started listening to blues and rock and all of the sorts of stuff and then nine years ago approximately i met my fiance sylvia and we were talking when we first started seeing each other we was talking about what music we're into and she was telling me about um porter's heads tricky dj shadow massive attack um things that she liked which is all under the trip hop umbrella and that's when everything came flooding back to me. It was like when she played it and stuff, I, like, I remember all this music that was getting played like when we were drinking um, in this said bar. So all the nostalgia came flooding back. And the reason I'm discussing trip hop now is because basically Beth Orton's new album is trip hop. So yeah, for people who don't know the genre trip hop, it first appeared in June 1994, um, or thereabouts, with um, a music journalist called Andy Pemberton. Um, he writes or wrote for Mix magazine, which was like a big DJ, 
magazine back in the day. Uh, do you remember Mixmag? I don't think we bought it. I think, yeah, I think Matt, uh, we had a good friend. We still have a good friend called Matt that's really into his dance music. I remember Mixmag floating around his sort of car or whatever. Um, yeah, so anyway, so when that was, uh, when that phrase was coined, trip hop, um, it was backdated then in, to 1991 with uh, the release of Blue Lines by Massive Attack, which is a brilliant fusion of acid jazz, dub and hip hop. So, yeah, um, it's, it, so it's quite abstract in its sounds. Um, bands and artists who perhaps were forced into the genre were uh, Portishead and Tricky because like, the umbrella does encompass quite a lot of bands and when I say hip-hop I mean there is it's it's like hip-hop beats but with melancholy singing if that makes sense I mean some has a bit of rap in it but not many trip-hop sort of sounds so, so it's trippy <laughs> and there's the hip hop side to it. So that's why trip hop is like pushed together. Uh, but it also can encapsulate rock and psychedelic music and sometimes even funk and soul. Um, so it do, and, and, and acoustic instruments. It sounds like I'm just covering every genre here, but um, I think the hip, the, <laughs> the hip hop sort of turntables makes it um, trip hoppy. Um, yeah, so it's it's slowed down beats. It's quite relaxing, really. Um, the music, it's almost like what we would call lo-fi now, I yeah. guess, or um, just chill out sort of sounds. But in the '90s, it was trip hop, um, and it's kind of lost now. That sort of genre, um, it, it fizzled out. But now there's a f Beth Orton was kind of always trip hop. Um, she released an album called Trailer. I think it was called Trailer Park. Am I right? Yeah, Trailer yeah, Park. Trailer Park. Um, where she where she sat on the floor in the yeah. So this was where a record company didn't know what to do with her because when that came out, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was 1996, mid 90s. Oh, there you go. I'm not even looking at it. Uh, so, yeah. So, that was, yeah, 996. So, I think the record company were a bit confused with it. They wanted to sell her as a singer-songwriter, like a folky singer-songwriter. And her heart was in trip-hop sort of beats and sounds and her voice getting lost in, like, muffled sort of basses and warm tones and dark overtones. So I think that that album in its entirety was a bit hit and miss. There was uh, singer-songwriter folk tunes, which were very generic. And there was trip-hoppy songs, which obviously was the direction she went in when the record company started believing in her. Um, so that's good that a proof that an artist is able to push what they want and make it work. She, she is an artist of... A very good one uh, um, as as a musician. I know she's got a large fan base because she had time. She had a good few years off 
um, making albums to raise her kids, and then she just came back. So it's not just all about money and and pop music. It's um, it's about the belief and the joy of making music. I believe for Beth Orton. Um, so yeah, so, so now I've given you a brief history <laughs> of trip hop. Did you enjoy that, Steve? I hope you did. Um, I enjoyed the reminiscing back to our uh, underage drinking. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, boring when it's legal. Well, yeah, we didn't seem to stop though, did we? When it became legal, and um, we just carried on. Yeah, no, no, uh, no, true. Yeah, true, true. So, <laughs> so uh, Beth Orton is um, a trip hop artist in my book, and a very strong, good. Um, contender for trip hop artist of the year. I don't know where I'm going with that sentence. So yeah, Weather Alive. Um so I'm I've read and I believe that she found a soot filled piano um in Camden Market which she bought um and that is the eerie sounds that we hear on this album. Um the ghostly like dark oh. sort of warm, bizarre, haunted sort of overtones um, all the way through the album. She said uh, she said in an interview she believed it was haunted and she didn't clean the instrument. She plays it covered in soot. So when I listen to this album, I like to think of her sort of in a, <laughs> in a greenhouse or a shed with... Um, with foliage all around her, and she's well. I don't mean a shed, but you know, like a um, what's it called? Uh, oh, what's it called? A uh, you know, where you make music, a studio. There you go. Thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. So the album as a whole, she's uh, it's full of memories, uh, methods of communicating with distant versions of herself. In Friday night, she recalls formative years spent self-medicating with alcohol, much like ourselves do, and reflects on some friends who never broke the habit, much like ourselves do. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, her parents died when she was a teenager, so uh, mm -hmm. that's the song Lonely uh, near the end. Um, she sings this, the title uh, Lonely 12 times in a row in a cracked whisper. Um, until a syllable sound as natural as do, re, mi. So it, listening to the album, she doesn't mind her voice getting lost and confused in the uh, in the backbeats, which I think is really good. And this might be a step too far because I've not listened to it while doing this, but I think this album is a really good airport album, like on an aeroplane or just where you've got nothing to do except travel above the clouds. I just think it's such a fitting, like, soundtrack for that. Um, and it's called Weather Alive. Yeah. So, yeah, go on. Sorry, no, I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, agree with you more. And I think one thing that we sort of mentioned on preamble discussion was it's quite... There's almost lots of stories and no stories. It's lots of sounds and no sounds it's it's like it is sort of 
it's sort of like the perfect album whilst also maybe being a slow burner as well. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I think it's a a people watching album. So because the lyrics just fade in and out and a voice is crap and you um it goes to hushed whispers and stuff. You, if you're sat in a coffee house or something, you can watch people walk, or an airport. You can watch, or a coffee house in an airport. Imagine that. You can watch people walk past and um, just follow them with listening to the lyrics and the music. And if you're that way inclined, just invent stories of the, their own backstories. And it's just a nice companion piece, just for a lazy Sunday afternoon. If or you know, when you've, it's like a hustle and bustle. I've just contradicted myself, but bear with me. It's like a hustle and bustle sort of. When when everything's busy, you put on this song and it just immediately slows the pace and relaxes you, and the whole world is spinning past. Um, it just gravitates towards dark, silvery cobwebs of melody. Yeah, it just drifts in and out of light for me. It it's like. And I mean this in a positive sense, almost like falling asleep. It's like, it's not a lullaby, but it's like you're going in and out of consciousness, but in a beautiful way, not in a horrific way. Um, that, that's how I feel with that album. Yeah, so, 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 no, and I, I, would, I would agree again. And I think the two things that I took from the album is I think it's like a lot of her... Um, previous works I think it's a film producer director's dream because I think you could shoot great footage to a lot of her sounds because she's a singer songwriter I don't I don't think she's necessarily aiming to talk to you yeah well I think you might listen to her does that make sense you you, you know some singer on emotion and she's putting that across someone will be able to relate to it like she's not just singing she's singing about herself but i believe that if we feel that someone else has these sort of thoughts then we're not alone um although she's not singing directly to us and it's it's not an easy album yeah. to jump onto and be like yeah and yeah that- i understand exactly what you're saying it is quite avant- yeah, you, you, yeah you're not having to be some singer songwriters you listen to and you hear every lyric and every word and you take a lot of association to stuff that might, you know, connect to you. But I wouldn't say I connected to anything in major for the first couple of listens, but then... Yeah, yeah. So it is a slow burner. The yeah. more and more it just played and, and that kind of, like... I don't, I don't want to say... I don't want to say, don't want to say background music because it's not background music, but it, it's like almost like yeah, solo yeah. music. Like, you, you listen on your own, but you take so much from it. Um, there was a stint... There was a stint in sort of the mid two thousands when a lot of singer songwriters like um, Jose Gonzalez, that sort of sound where music and lyrics would sort of like take you away, so you you didn't have to be forced into listening to a you know a, 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 a lyrical kind of story or journey. It just music, and I think she's, I think she's done this her whole career. Um, I think this album. I think that's trip hop in yeah. general. Yeah, though, yeah you're right. Um, that's spot on. where it just swims in and out uh, with this album uh, to bring it back to trip hop. Um, Like the musical landscape tends to form gradually with each element of the production, like with the washing of synth, the 
and the world and the wordless backing vocals, which I think's I don't know if it's a brave move as the more albums I listen to for the podcast and for the Instagram. Well she um I think I think uh, she encaptivates encaptivates, encaptivates, how do you say it? <laughs> what I was gonna say is she grabs a um almost a period of time when trip hop was very sort of around us sometimes without even knowing. You'd hear it in pop tracks and, and, and uh, you know, sort of uh, movie scores. You didn't, you didn't realise you listened to it. A lot of Massive Attack and, as we mentioned, you'd you'd hear uh, Achiever and stuff like that. It, it would be there, but, it, you, you know, you weren't always, like, looking for it. It just happened to be there because... Yeah, you don't, you, it's a very odd genre. It, you don't really know. Because some someone comes an album and it, out of for argument's sake, eight tracks. There might be four trip-hop tracks yeah. on it, but they're not they're not marketed as a trip-hop act. So the the genre kind of gets lost. Well, I think, I think my point was that I think from the turn of her second and then third album, she was very, very well-renowned, and I think she was nominated for, I think, three separate years for the Brits, uh, Breakthrough Artists, Best British Solo Artist. She did win in 2000, that. Um, I think NME and Mercury, also late 90s. So I think she sort of really belonged to that movement. And I know she carried on making albums, but I think you said, George, she, she disappeared a bit to have a family and and, and has been welcomed back yeah, really yeah. positively. With open arms, yeah. People really want her back. Uh, and it's nice to see. Um, such a respected musician. Because uh, that's the thing. I'm not saying she's a pop act, but a lot of pop acts, if they haven't got the finger on the pulse and then they decide to come back, they're just forgotten about. It's the next thing. Yeah, and I think what I think what's. Uh, but she's got she's got substance. Is yeah. my point. Uh, it's an intelligent sort of um, music she brings out. Newsly, the all-in-one super app for iOS and Android. How does Newsly work, I hear you ask? Well, it picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics that you choose, and at any given moment, reads them out in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable and all in one place. Browse articles from topics that you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling and start listening. You can follow topics such as sport, tech, business, science, or even music, Newsly will find the latest articles and they'll be read out loud to you. They have a podcast as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Our podcast, the rbr.music podcast, is there too. I've started using it as my default podcast app and they even have digital radio. So download and start using Newsly for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description. And if you use the promo code RBRMUS, that's RBRMUS, is also in the description, you'll receive one month free premium subscription. Go and give it a go. And I think a little bit contrary to what I said about of an era, that sort of later 90s, turn 2000s, um, I think trip hop is quite timeless. I think it was more successful then as a 
yeah. commercial outlay, but it, it is timeless. It could, it could it could fall into the last three or four decades and, and not not be sort of too missed or overloved or underloved. It was just there. Um, what what for you makes this album sort of um, a sort of roaring success, roaring success as a return? What 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 really turned you on to this? Because you've obviously given it some really kind words in your review. You get a sense that each song is inextricably from the time it was made. If like the emotions surrounding it, the room where it was written, the view outside the window, the initial response from each collaborator, the atmosphere, a particular song, the quality that allows it to fill the space, your headspace she suggests is um, dependent on these musical factors of she knows the genre so well of which she's got a piano she's got the hip-hop so i don't i don't want you to think um 50 cent when i say hip-hop but like the roots and stuff like that you know um that's the hip-hop act for anyone who doesn't know um it's almost like, you know, Jasmataz, um, is that Guru who did Jasmataz? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a trip-up album um, in itself. But um, I forgot about Beth Orton. I forgot about trip-up, to be fair. But this, I think this is such a well-produced and balanced album and how a lyrics are uncharacteristically elaborate but also get lost within the ether of them of of the music it's just a special piece which makes me nostalgic of when we were 15 16 having a great time so the praise that i'm laying that i'm putting onto it might be a little too much because it just reminds me of but that's music isn't it it does open up memories and uh, yeah. things like this so i just think it's a strong piece of work from a woman that um has never really made i mean i know i've just bad-mouthed um trailer park but i don't think that was her fault i think that was the producers and the record company's fault but i don't think she's really made a bad album and this is just proof in the pudding that how capable she is of uh, moving forward. I think she's very consistent as well, George. I think you 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 do know what you're going to get, and I mean, I I wouldn't have said mine. Yeah, yeah. My my dad would have been a regular sort of listener to Beth Orton uh, with his sort of music taste, but he was always very aware of her. And I remember conversations sort of when I was sort of yeah, sixteen, seventeen, and and she would pop up in conversation as a talented, quite exciting British female artist, of which at the time there were there weren't that many. Um and yeah. I think I think you referred to when we were talking offline as such, the there's a lot of artists of that time that were sort of pushed into a, a commercial position. I think um who did you say? Uh there's a there's a pop star wasn't there? She was sort of like pushed one way and then she came back and sort of this what I want. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Pink, Pink, the uh, pop singer. Yeah, yeah, they they pushed her down an R and B commercial way, and she wanted to be a bit more kind of pop rocky. And I think 
there's probably a lot of that going on, and I think it stands, it stands true that probably you can women... be broken. You can clearly be broken by uh, the music industry fans. Like, I mean, I'm not a fan of hers, Pink, but she's studs up to the record companies and proven what she's capable of. And so's Beth Orton, and it's really yeah. nice to see that these women are standing up and saying, "You can't." put us in boxes that, that we don't want to be in. And it's a brave yeah. move because they can just be thrown to the wayside, but they they believe in the music, if you can call well, it music. Uh, but uh, Beth and certainly is. And they're, and they're probably, you know, they've probably made the pathways a lot easier for younger women and men nowadays to actually stand up for yeah, yeah. what they want to do. And, and, and I suppose that's where we are. So, yeah, well, I think, I think all round, you know, 45 minutes, fairly fairly lengthy album it's only actually eight tracks there's quite a few tracks that are a good seven minutes long which is quite common within sort of the sub subgenre as well um and i suppose just to add my less experienced and educated viewpoint it took me a couple of listens it took me a, a couple of goes not not to enjoy it but to really kind of feel it and then in preparation to sort of talking mm. to you today i kind of listened a few more times and I thoroughly, sorry, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it by the end of like my sort of fourth or fifth listen. And I think now it's probably going to probably end up on a bit of a trip hop playlist that I'll, I'll play while I'm mooching around and doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, um, I got so carried away listening to this album and um, how it brought back memories that I made a 12 hour trip hop playlist. Um, which is <laughs> rbr.music on Spotify if anybody wants to go I and mean, follow that check it out for anyone who knows and has known Jordan for many years um, he is the king of either making a playlist as he just mentioned or creating one live at a party and winding yeah. everyone up because yeah. you literally love what you love at the time don't you yeah, absolutely. And then I obsess over it and then everyone else is in stunned silence and I've ruined the party. So that's the main thing. Uh, but <laughs> having said that, please do check out the Spotify uh, playlist. That's rbr.music, like the Instagram and our podcast. So, yeah, well, there's other playlists on the uh, all sorts of playlists. So do delve in and take a look. That would be wonderful. Uh, and let us what you think or what we should add. Uh, I think I've made the trip up one a collaborative effort for anyone, so I'm a bit worried about that. What might get put in there? But I'll keep an eye on it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to learning a little bit more on trip hop. But like you said, it gave it was a few lessons for you until you got into it. I think because the trip hop sound is being. I associate that with um, Sylvia, my partner. Yeah. So the trip, the trip sounds is always sort of being around the house or in the car or whatever. I'm, I'm very aware of it. So I know. So when I was listening to this album, I was like, wow, like it's not from the 90s. This is a modern trip hop album. Uh, so, but then again, uh, Bjork still does. Um, like inspired trip hop albums, so uh, and Zero Seven, they're still going, I think. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm just rambling. Yeah, Zero Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got into it straight away, um, which isn't always a good sign. If you get into something straight away, you're bored of it straight away. But um, 
yeah, I keep on finding new things with this album because of the way she sings and the way her voice gets lost and the way the beats flow into like bursts of electric guitars and flickering percussions and there's a beautiful slow drove uh, saxophone on, on some of the songs. Yeah, it's it's a very fine trip hop album, I think. Well, and I think it's at this point of every podcast we swing over to the rbr.music star rating. And what did you give this one, George? Yes, yeah, so star rating. Now, this could be because it's given me such a buzz of thinking back to our reckless youths of uh, listening to trip hop when we didn't even realise it was trip hop. I've really liked this album. I've listened to it walking around town, walking around town, like walking through the streets, um, coffee shops, not been to any airports, <laughs> just as of yet, while this album's been out. But um, it's a people-watching album, very enjoyable. It's a palate cleanser for me because of what I said before. I listen to a lot of blues and a lot of rock and a lot of... All sorts of genre, but this is just a nice relaxing piece of music and for that reason I'm going to give it four out of five. Four out of five, a very, very respectable score and uh, I'm sure Beth, if she's listening, I'm sure she isn't, but please do, um, would be very, very... <laughs> you never, <laughs> you never know, know your luck. Um, but yeah. definitely would be pleased with that. So without further ado, we head over to our usual feature every single episode, the good, the bad and the rad. And as it says on the tin, we have a good track, a bad track and a particularly rad track. Over to you, Jordan, for the good track. Yeah, so the good track is, for me, Weather Alive. Weather Alive. Uh, it's kind of a play on what words, that. Yes. Uh, which I've just noticed. <laughs> anyway, Weather Alive. Um as in weather, as in rain and sun, sunshine. But yeah, so I was. It was really cool. I liked the opening track, the title track. It just opened up for the rest of the album just to flow really nicely, really settled, really relaxing. It's only forty-five minutes long, as you pointed out. The, the album, not the song. Um, really enjoyable. I liked the little poetry bit. Uh, like a little spoken word recital bit. I think that works well. And then it just flows back into the um, the beats and her crackles, broken singing. I just think it's a really nice piece. Hey, good point, good point. So we never like to do this overly, but a bad track. What, what, what do you think of this one, George? I've got my opinion. What about you? I personally don't think there is... A horrendous track on the album. I don't think there really is a bad track on the album. One that isn't overly strong is possibly Friday Night. Yeah, I mean that's the that, that's that's the one that stood out for me, and I don't mean that in again a hugely negative way, but yeah, it, it just it 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 didn't do as much for me. Um, you know, I have, have to listen to a few one, times. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was the one that I'm still... Maybe if we have another five listens to it, maybe I'll, I'll you know, like, like a caught up with the rest of the album. Yeah, I think that's um, the beauty of Beth Orton, though, is um, she grows... The songs do grow on you. 
after a certain amount of listens. So it could be your favourite one or my favourite one after the end of <laughs> the month. Yeah. It could well be, and I, I think you do sum it up with you know the general viewpoint that there's there's not really a bad track, and there's, there are lots of good tracks on here. Um, and then finally, our rad track. Um, I'm going to lead with this one. Um, I really enjoyed this track. Um, I believe you did as well. Haunted Satellite, Jord. Great tune. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about Haunted Satellite? Um, I just liked it just simply because I feel it has. It 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 is slightly different. A, a diff, it, it has a different tone to a lot of the rest of the album, in my opinion. It's written with that classic trip hop, late nineties kind of vibe. It's got a a really kind of cool maraca starting sort of like sort of really. I don't know, you're on a beach looking out, just enjoying that kind of like haunting sound that she does so well. I just like the consistency of it. It it feels like you're on holiday. It feels like you're you're sort of part of a, a moment away from the winter dark nights of November in the UK. Yeah, it's and I mean this with respect. <laughs> I think a lot of these songs well, it, it, I suppose the genre's trip-hop, so it can be mixed into other songs, isn't it? But it's able, the whole album, as it, people don't make, well, people do make albums, obviously, but it's very single-based, isn't it? Like, hit after hit. I think this works as a unit together. You take one song out, and or two songs out, and it it it, it misses the whole point. It's It's not a concept album, but I think it the the whole album needs to all the songs need to be together as a piece. I don't know if it would work um, if she would release it. Well, sure she will release singles, but um, yeah, I think you're, you're, there's a need. Uh, there's a need for the album. Yeah, she's not. I, I can't see her releasing a motivated hit single that will be you know played on a you know an Instagram advert. I think. You're right. I mean, you know, I'm sure they will be downloaded independently, and she will have success like that. But I, I sort of agree with what you're saying. Is this sort of like um, continuum within the album? Because that my my second favorite track is Forever Young as well, which follows Haunted Satellite, and I found myself both yeah, yeah. both times listening recently, like, oh, has it's changed? It, the track's changed, but because of the way she sings and has this haunting kind of like wave float sort of feel um you are just floating through the album really nicely so uh, yeah i mean again it, it was quite easy to talk up tracks on this album because like there are only eight um and some of them are quite lengthy and because of that i think you can get quite lost with the album which is really good but yeah our rad track was haunted satellite um and again just to remind everyone it is a brilliant listen from start to end. Um, you might be like me and take a bit of time to it, but I guarantee you once you do, you'll enjoy it. You might be like Jordan who jumped on it straight away. Uh, do give it a try. It's definitely worth a listen. It's not... We like to do all different sort of genres on the um, on the podcast. So it's a little step away from the rock and blues that I post on the Instagram account. 
but yeah i think it's definitely worth your time nice one everyone for listening and uh, please do tell your friends and family about the rbr.music instagram and podcast the instagram is where you can find many many other reviews and content that jordan puts out weekly daily and hourly Uh, we've recently had some amazing comments and we thank you all for this it really makes us want to keep doing what we do please like subscribe and of course feel free to leave any other comments review requests at the rbr.music instagram page or wherever you listen to this podcast thanks for listening guys Underage drinking, phone the police.